Hi there, everybody. My name is Karen Abramson, and I live here in Israel, but I'm originally from England. I have been keeping a diary since I was a very young girl, and every single day I record what's happened during the day. Of course, this year, 2020, is a very unusual year. This is my COVID diary. I want to share this with you, my COVID diary, and I hope that you would like to share your COVID diary with me. Well, hi, everybody. It's Karen back again, episode four. And I'm delighted once again to have uh, Rob with me. Um, Rob, hi, how are you? I am very well, Karen. I've got uh, a confession to make. Have you? I have. Go on. You've done anything wrong, but actually you've inspired me to make the first step in building my own diary or writing my own diary, in fact. And actually, I found the most incredible app on the App Store for doing this. And it encourages you at different points in the day to write down your moments. It could be on your phone, your iPad, your computer. You can drag in images and photos. So you can look back and uh, it's all digitized. So I guess I'm writing the modern diary so that in 30 years time, I can have Rob's diaries. Well, that's fabulous. That's a great idea. And I hope that that's going to inspire other people to do the same because I've had so many calls from people saying that Actually, I think I'm going to do that. It's therapeutic. It's a good thing to do. Well, I today I want to start off my episode four by apologising to my darling daughter-in-law, Reba Lee. Oh, my gosh. What these diaries do is that by telling everyone what's in your diary, you're exposing some issues, Karen. What's happened? Well, what happened was that on February the 18th, I omitted to put into my um, podcast the fact that actually Reba Lee and her daughter, my darling granddaughter, Libby, were here on a trip in Jerusalem with um, for a bat mitzvah trip. Bat mitzvah meaning um, her 12th birthday trip with lots of other girls, a very, very nice, they were having a wonderful trip. And I had the opportunity to go to Jerusalem that day and have lunch with them and spend the afternoon with them. And I did a photo shoot, taking photographs of Libby, which were delightful. And we had lots of fun together, but I actually didn't mention it when I told you about it last week. So I was in a little bit of hot water, um, but so I'm apologizing to you, Reebly. You know, I love you and Libby and we had a lovely time together. So thank you. Are we gonna to have to start proofreading each week just in case we upset anybody else? We might have to. We'll <laughs> look into that. I don't want to upset anybody, that's for sure. Now, we left off last week. Unfortunately, Martin was ill with COVID, but was making a good recovery. Um, but you were getting hilarious phone calls from the health system about boiling sheets, and Martin fell in love with the digital psychologist. Where are we up to, Karen? Okay, so we're now up to um, April the 8th. So I've said here that I'm still feeling a bit off a bit iffy. I hope this isn't, isn't it. And I haven't told Martin yet that I'm feeling, yeah, in case he overreacts. But I said, everything is much the same, cleaning, washing, ironing. And today I really worked hard with the build-up to Pesach, uh, Passover. So for our listeners that uh, don't know what Passover is, or in Hebrew it's Pesach, it's a time of year, usually in the spring, where Jews basically stop eating bread, and they start eating matzah, and they clean like crazy, but it's all to commemorate 
um, the, and celebrate the moment that the children of Israel left Egypt and were no longer slaves and they became free men and women um, and they took the journey through the Sinai desert and so on and so forth that you would have all known from the Old Testament. But this is a big, big date in the Jewish calendar. It's a big family event. It certainly is. And first of all, we have to change our dishes. We, have, we can't use the same set of dishes that we use during the year. So that is a right business. Having so to last week we were boiling sheets. This week we're changing dishes. Exactly. Uh, not much fun. In fact, my mother always used to say every year, do you know what? Next year I'm turning Catholic and that's the end of it. And then I won't have to do that. <laughs> um, so tonight was, I mean, also that we ought to mention that uh, Pesach and Seder night, Seder night being the night when we all get together as families, is always a great big family occasion, a great big family affair when people, um, you know, all the families gather together and we have this beautiful um, evening where we talk about um, the Jews exiting exiting from Egypt into Israel and we go through the whole story we tell the whole story and it's a beautiful evening and we base it around the children as you know Rob it's it's something very very special but for us to be on our own was like what but we tried to make the best of it so I put here tonight was Seder how strange to be on our own and, you know, they did a very beautiful thing in Israel. When everyone got to the bit in the, um, in the Haggadah, Haggadah being the book that we read on, on Seder, uh, we got to the bit of Manish Tanar. If you, do you want to explain that, Rob? Explain what Yeah, Manish sure. So, look, I think, first of all, Seder, for anyone listening who doesn't know what it is, this is the biggest night of the year for the family. This is when everyone gets together and they recount the story of, that time in our history where we, we left Egypt and, and were on the way to Israel. And, and this is our equivalent of, I guess, Christmas in some ways. There is probably no bigger evening in the year for Jewish people. And the Manish Tana is a Hebrew prayer that is typically read by the youngest child in the family. Um, and it's a very cute moment. And, you know, the four, five, six-year-old stands on the chair, probably in every Jewish household, and we all look and quell and, um, you know, we're, we're moved by this message that the kid, the kid usually sings. But um, that wasn't to be this year, obviously. Obviously not. And, and actually, Manish Tano is, is a question that the children, the, that youngest child is actually asking a question of the parents and the grandparents. Why is this night different from all other nights? And then, of course, the parents ask the, answer the question. Well, this year, as was in England, they did the clap for the, for, the, uh, for the NHS. What we were told to do was to go outside of our homes, whether we lived in apartments or houses, and stand and sing at the top of our voices, Manish Tanar Halailo Hazer. And we went outside and... And, and did it. Actually, there was nobody outside at the same time as us. But what we could hear, we could hear, um, we could hear people on their balconies in, in the apartments not far away singing. And it was so lovely, so joyous to know that the whole country was singing this man, Ishtanaha, Laila has a, you know, everybody's singing it all together. It, it was, it was actually a really great moment. And I was very, very thrilled. It made me feel, made me feel happy. Although I put here that um, 
at the same time as being happy, I feel sad that we're not with the kids. How crazy this situation is for everyone, not just for us. That's the only consolation. Everybody's going through it. And after we had finished our Seder, we zoomed into Yoni and Angela's, which I know you're not supposed to do. You're not supposed to actually use your computer. And we never normally do. But we absolutely desperately had to. Uh, we wanted to see them. And it was actually lovely to share it with them. The kids were amazing. Jojo is so knowledgeable and also Levi. But AJ just stole the show when he did manage Tanar. He stood on that chair and how I longed to hug them. And Jala and Tash also zoomed in and Claudia and Adam, that's Angela's family. Uh, so what I was dreading turned out to be much better than I ever thought it would be. It's, it's so weird to reflect back on it. You're making me remember our Seder, where again, for the past, I don't know, 15, 16 years, we've always been at home pretty much and had 15, 20 guests. I would give the Seder, um, you know, we'd prepare in advance and it was just us. And actually, although we missed everyone, it was actually for us, because obviously we had the kids with us, um, an amazing time. And we actually look at it now and say, wow, what a great Seder that was. Um, but it just shows you that even in this two-day segment of what you've got here in your diary, the biggest thing, and we're still so early here in your COVID diary, is the longing for family and community, which sings out here that, you know, we're, we already are starting to miss this deeply. We really are. It, it's, it's very hard, but I, keep I kept on thinking then, and I still think now, that we were lucky. We were very, very lucky. And, and I think that um, the, the, just the very fact that we've got FaceTime and we've got Zoom and we've got all this, this wonderful, wonderful equipment available to us, we're able to actually connect with the children and we feel like we're with them as much as we possibly, possibly can. So This, this is in the news a lot at the moment, particularly in the UK, because obviously we're coming up to Christmas around the world and what are countries going to do? Those countries that are in you know, high numbers of COVID again, and Christmas is such an important day for you know billions of people. Um, I've got no idea what they're going to do. No, I don't know either. I feel very sad for them. I really do. So April the 9th felt awful all day. I think I might have the virus. Slept for most of the day, feeling really lousy, but ju just chilled in the warm sunshine. And I can't believe it's Pesach. But I'm worried about my mummy. Two people have died in her care home from the virus. I'm so worried about her. If the virus is there, it's not good. And now two have died and another is sick. The virus is an unseen enemy, a nightmare. And then I put April the 10th, felt better this morning, full of energy and tore around the house like a mad woman, cleaning, washing and ironing. It rained for most of the day, so my walk around the garden didn't happen. FaceTime mum, she's fine, but I can't help worrying about her now that I know that COVID-19 is in her care home. I'm also very worried about my friend Avril. She is now in intensive care and I'm praying she'll pull through. Gosh, a lot going on. And again, thinking of the care home situation, you know, it was only just coming to light that, you know, the numbers in care home deaths were rising and you must have been so worried. I really was. And then I put here, still got a sore throat and feeling a bit lousy. So hoping to have a COVID-19 test. Guess what? They have lost Martin's test. So are coming back to retest him. <laughs> I love Shabbat, meaning the Sabbath. No housework. Yippee. 
Avril is a little better, thank God. Still worked up about mummy, but so far so good. One thing I've noticed since we've all been on lo in lockdown, I don't know whether you noticed this, Rob, the birds seem to be much louder. They're chirping in the garden and the, the air seems so much cleaner. It's quite amazing. I never seem to hear any cars outside. It, it was incredible. I, I, I couldn't get over that. The air definitely felt cleaner and the birds were louder. I definitely agree that there was something natural that was happening. There's like a, call it, I don't know, an equilibrium of everything was like sort of just coming back down to maybe how it should be. And I know there was obviously horror going on around the world, but at the same time, you were seeing these reports of, you know, suddenly the Himalaya mountains were suddenly seen for the first time in God knows how long, because the pollution was starting to decrease. Exactly, Ab absolutely fabulous, fascinating, fascinating. April the 12th, I think I'm becoming an expert cleaner. My house is shining. But then again, I don't stop all day. Actually, why is this diary all about my cleaning? But anyway, it is. I, I think this needs to be Karen's cleaning diaries. It I mean, is, it I've is. I've done more cleaning in the last six weeks of the diary than, let's be honest, maybe for a very long time. I can assure you, you're absolutely right about that. <laughs> this morning, we did a Zoom training with Roy, our trainer. Martin did really well, although we took it very slowly. This afternoon, Marda came again and gave us both a test. I hope we're both negative, although it would be really good if I have it, and then that's all finished with. Uh, April the 13th, learned a new skill today, how to clean out the bins. Actually, I did an amazing job and really enjoyed it because I did it in the street. I felt like I was going out. Well, not exactly, but it was cool because I could see other human beings walking down the street. It was amazing. Karen, we missed an opportunity. You should have had Karen's YouTube channel on how to clean. I, honestly, this is hilarious. <laughs> well, I've got, I've got to say, cleaning those, in, those bins was just fabulous. I met my friends, um, Jennifer and Austin Science. They were trooping down the road. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. There I was rinsing the bins out and cleaning again and again. And I was, I was ecstatic. I was in the road. I was standing actually in the street doing it. The real bag lady. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> We, we once again Zoomed with Roy and we did very well. And Martin is slowly building himself up. And my muscles are killing me. Not from Roy, but from cleaning. Confession. Now that Martin's feeling better, we're actually quite enjoying being in lockdown. We have a beautiful house and we're very content. And the days are just flying by. Uh, April the 14th. My wow. Birthday. My birthday. Oh, is it your birthday? Happy birthday. Oh. Wow, I'm shattered tonight. I cleaned and cleaned and cleaned and still managed to Zoom workout with Roy. Mum seemed fine when I FaceTimed her. Tonight was hag again, meaning the end of, um, of Pesach, the end of the holiday. And I can't believe it's coming to the end already. We had a nice dinner and a lovely evening. Um, on April 15th, weather was so gorgeous and my garden is starting to look beautiful. Uh, the hag Yontuf went out and I phoned mummy and spoke to Chloe, one of the carers, who told me that the virus is in mum's household in the home and she has been tested for COVID-19 as she has a cough. Spoke to Ruth, that's my sister. We are both worried sick. We feel so helpless. Such a weird feeling not knowing. I pray to God that whatever happens to my lovely mummy, she doesn't suffer. 
really worrying, obviously being so far, I mean, it's just the, the feeling of, I guess, helplessness. It, it, was, it was a very difficult time. It was very uncertain, you know, very worrying. Um, and of course, Ruth wasn't able to go and see her because, you know, they were doing it in lockdown. Um, that, that was hard. That was very hard. The following day, April the 16th, mummy is 89. I was so worried about her, but FaceTimed her early this morning and she was fine, full of joy and excited about her birthday, even though we weren't able to be with her. Another Zoom training with Roy. I must say they're great. We got our latest COVID test back and we both tested negative, which is great. And now we just need one more negative for Martin before he can go out. And guess what? I have also now moved back into our bedroom, which is fab, after four weeks downstairs. Wow. Back, back in bed with Martin. Yeah, well... We'll go into that now, will we? But anyway, it was um, it was it's so nice to get into my own lovely bed with the clean sheets and the gorgeous bedroom. And oh, it was lovely, lovely, lovely. So I put here, oh, not a dear, oh, not a good day for me today. I got my knickers in a real twist, re-mummy. Re Feel so cut off from all the family, it's so hard. These are such difficult days and we have no idea when this pandem pandemic will end. And will mum survive it? I just don't want her to suffer. I felt very down all day. I'm also stressing like crazy about Tally and Zach. Wish they could get married. Even if we're not there, it doesn't matter. Just let them get married. But it's proving impossible. And the government keeps changing the rules. And Nicola, of course, is in such a state. Anyway, I'm just praying that my mummy will pull through of all this, through all of this. We had a nice Shabbat dinner this evening. I really miss my kids so much. Yeah, I can't imagine what it's like to obviously be completely on your own, just with uh, your other half. Obviously, we had we've got young kids, and uh, you know, it was literally all hands to the deck most of the hours of the day. So, although we felt cut off, um, obviously we were together. But you know, you're so cut off from the world. Yeah. That's the way it was. Um, yeah, we felt very, very much cut off. And I just, all I wanted to do was just to see them and I wanted to see my mum and I just, and we felt trapped. We really felt trapped, but so did a lot of people. And I kept on saying to myself, I'm not the only one. I spoke to a lot of friends who were going through the same thing. And, you know, it's, it's a bad time. It's been very bad. Were we allowed in and out at that stage? I can't remember. We, Sorry? We, we weren't in, allowed in and out at that stage, were we? No, no, we just, um, oh, yes, I think, well, we're coming to that. Yes, I'll, um, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I think we were. Remember, I wasn't as yet, but I'm just about to get to that stage. So I put here, April the 18th, mummy's okay, thank God, and has no other symptoms apart from her cough, but she sounds good. Bibi Netanyahu made an announcement tonight, here we go, that restrictions will be lifted slightly, well, I hope that includes Kim, my help, coming back. Uh, <laughs> I remember those announcements. We'd wait, we'd all sit by yeah. the TV for Bibi yeah. to come on and give some kind of indication, you know, were we going to be able to walk a bit further from our house? Were we able to go to, you know, non-essential shops? And those moments of when he would come on TV became like really important and the kids were waiting for them. They translate for us in real time if we didn't manage to get it on, uh, you know, I-24. So, uh, God, I remember those. It's already, it feels so long ago. 
it does feel so longer, but it was so very important. We hung off every word because it was going to make a massive difference to us. And again, we were the heroes. Israel were the heroes. We were the heroes. We were the, we were the ones with the least COVID. So I've put here on April the 19th that good news, mum's COVID test came back and she's negative, negative, thank heavens, as were all the residents of Cyprus. Well, after 31 days of having not been out of my gate, apart from cleaning the bins... I took Marky, my dog, and walked down to the square to the supermarket. Oh, boy. It was awful. So quiet and spooky. There was hardly anyone around. I didn't see anybody I knew. And it was so sad to see all the little restaurants in the square closed. And all the shops, most of all of them closed, except for the supermarket. And I thought I would be so happy to be out. But actually, it depressed me and made me even more homesick for my family. It was, it was weird. It was like, I can't explain it. It was just the weirdest thing. You know, having been stuck inside for how many weeks, five weeks, whatever it was, to suddenly see the big world again. But the big world wasn't quite as good as, you know, <laughs> as I thought it was going to be. Anyway, April the 20th, I went to Teva. That's the, um, the organic store this morning after our workout. Wow, how fantastic to go shopping for myself and not have a delivery. My temperature was taken as I walked in and there were marks on the floor to assure social distancing. But despite all that, it was still great to be out. Poor Martin is still not allowed out. Feel sorry for him. My Hannah is 22 today, can't believe it. And she's pregnant with baby number two. She's due at, in um, October, please God. So much happening. Wow. And Martin, hold on, it's... It must be nearly four weeks. It's uh, five weeks. Yeah. But he wasn't five. allowed out during that time. He wasn't allowed out until he'd had the second negative test. I think it was the second. But um, we had to, you had to wait for a, a clearance from the doctor. The doctor phoned up and asked a few thousand questions, and then you were allowed to go out. He hadn't had the questions asked. Oh, and I haven't mentioned this. This is quite interesting. Um, what they did was, the police would phone up to check that we weren't doing anything wrong. So they phone me and they would say, hello, shalom, is Martin there, please? And he might be on the toilet or somewhere. I couldn't find him. Um, so I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to see him. I said, well, what do you mean see him? We are outside your house. We need you to go and get him now. No. Yes. So I had to take Martin out. <laughs> Side, the police car drove up this happened twice and there were these young policemen inside the car just checking to make sure that martin holding his to that zealot his um ID card. id card um holding up his id card to see to, to say that it actually was him and then they were fine and off they went but they were checking wow. on him to make sure that we weren't actually going out before he was allowed to go out I don't know many people that that actually happened to. Yeah, I'd, for, I'd actually forgotten. I have written it down here, but I'd actually forgotten. Yeah, very interesting, funny, funny situation. I mean, like, wow. I it's crazy because all of these rules change. When I had Corona, um, once I had done my two weeks and I was ill during those two weeks, the doctor asked me a few questions. Did I have any remaining symptoms? And then signed me off to be free again. I didn't have to wait for any negative tests. So it's, it, everything changed. I think everything changed because right at the beginning they were being super, super cautious, weren't they? 
and they, you know, and they didn't have that many people with the virus. So they had time to, to dedicate to doing this sort of thing. Now, of course, uh, things are slightly different, so they can't do that. So um, I've put on April the 21st, another busy day. Boy, it's flying by, but I'm sick of housework and looking forward to getting back to normal, whatever normal is. I'm missing the kids so much. And today is the yacht site of my daddy, 15 years. How can that be? Um, tonight, we had a Zoom get together with all the kids to celebrate the life of my extraordinary daddy. Mum was on top form today and it was really lovely to FaceTime her. She was such fun, bless her. We had these moments when she really was great fun and we'd have a laugh and, you know, it was all good. But then everything changed in a minute. April the 24th, worried about mum. She wasn't very well. It makes me so anxious. It's all such a worry. I miss her and my kids so much. I know I keep going on about missing everybody, but, you know, that's, uh, that's the way it was. That's the truth of the matter. April the 26th, after 38 days of being in the house, Martin got his second negative test and was allowed out. 38 days. Can you imagine? I can't imagine. It's just crazy. 38 days. 38 days. And so we went for a long walk. It was also very weird. He couldn't get over it, Martin. Now, by then, everything was beginning to open up. The hairdressers were open and lots of shops. It's a bit worrying. I fear for a second wave of COVID-19. It's a real problem. Then I put here, mum isn't great. Her chest is still bad. Um, and then April the 27th was a fab day. And I'm pleased to announce that I went to the hairdressers and Zion, that's my hairdresser, did my bits of grey. Phew, I look normal. Still no Kim, but I'm a bit nervous to have her back. But I have to admit, I am sick of cleaning. I'm worried about your hands at this stage. I mean, they need to be looked after. Cream, Don't worry. Manicure. Rubber gloves. Rubber <laughs> gloves. and do my own manicures. In fact, to be honest with you, I've still not had a manicure. Um, all these months, I'm, not, I'm now doing them myself. And they're, they're all right. They're not too bad. They're, they are what they are. I don't care anymore. I kind of, a few things have gone by the board, and that's one of them. April the 28th, Yoma has Zikaron. on. Um, and at 11 o'clock, as per usual, we had a minute's silence when the siren went. For all those brave and wonderful soldiers, do you want to explain what Yom HaZikaron is, perhaps? Yeah, so it's it's almost a bit like, I guess, Veterans Day in the, in the US, that it's a day where the whole country comes to a standstill in many ways to remember all of the soldiers and terror victims who have lost their lives over the um, period of the State of Israel. And uh, we sort of take that, that day and that moment at 11 to just reflect and thank and um, just you know, salute their sacrifice in what obviously for them was the ultimate sacrifice, but for us means that we're able to, you know, live here in Israel. And it's just a sad, solemn day. And, you know, so many people in the country have been affected by this in one way or another. They know somebody who's affected by it. But even so, even if you're not, there is something in the sort of Jewish DNA that we feel for each other, no matter who it is. And it's, it's just such a sad sad day because it's, it's it's just so 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 you know ultimately um not not worth it i mean you know it's, it's a sacrifice for something that that we we fought for but uh it's so needless i always think of those 
sad parents who sacrifice their children because they are children and the kids go into the army here in Israel they're 18 they're little boys and girls and um they've 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 died to save all of us which is quite remarkable so uh where am I um we had a good workout with Roy and then Martin had his first visitor Ellie, his friend, came and they sat in the garden and I made them a beautiful cheese souffle and salad, followed by, guess what? I shouldn't admit this, a cigar. Martin had a cigar. Mm. Mm. Oh, well, yeah, no comment. Anyway, he enjoyed it. <laughs> April the 29th, Yom Hatzma'ot, Israel's 72nd birthday. Very different this year. No parties. We normally have fabulous parties, as you know. No normal flyovers because um, all the um, planes go. It's, it's a wonderful experience, Yom Hatzmut. And although we did see the planes go over our house, this year they flew over the hospitals as a thank you for all they were doing during this crisis. I cleaned as per usual and then did some work on my mar Marky books, which are coming on great. I'm writing a series of books about a flying dog called Marky, and I did a few. Um, but yes, the Yom Hatzmut was very different this year. We didn't go out anywhere, but we did, um, you know, celebrate in our own way, on our own. For those, those listening that don't know what it is, it's, you know, after such a solemn day of Yom Hazikar on the day before, Yom Hatzmut is the Independence Day, basically. It's a celebration of the state of Israel. Normally, the whole country is literally out, barbecuing, partying, and obviously zero was happening. Zero was happening, but, you know... What can you do? I think I think a few families got together and had barbecues, but we personally um, didn't meet anybody. We were just on our own, but it was fine. And to finish off this um, uh, episode four, April the 30th, can't believe it's six weeks since I've seen my kids. They all tell me that things um, are much the same in the UK and that they haven't even been out yet. So I guess we're quite lucky here because we're on our way out and we, and we're having a marvellous time, not marvellous time, but we're getting, we're certainly um, getting out and about, which is more than they are doing in the UK. It's mad how quickly time just flies, and I still don't have any cleaning help. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> so, I can't so, believe how many times I've mentioned cleaning. Boring. Cleaning, Karen's cleaning diaries, what, what can we say? But... Um, I think, again, just, you know, in years to come, when people hopefully listen to this again and they want to sort of get an insight on just real life during these periods, you know, we didn't necessarily have people documenting like this during the Spanish flu pandemic and um, being able into, you know, 20, 50, 100 years to listen to Karen's COVID diaries, people will get an insight into this woman who was just cleaning the whole time. But the reality of, you know, kids, not seeing them, parents disconnected because of the protection needed or being in different countries and just the reality of what the country was like. I mean, people look back at this and this is why a diary is so, so powerful. I think so. I think it's great. I'm, I'm really happy that I record everything every single day. And I feel that um, I hope I hope that it's helped other people to look at themselves and realise that Actually, it's okay to put down your feelings, your thoughts, and to remember how you were feeling at that particular time in your life, whether it's good or it's bad. It's, it's feelings, and we all have to be in touch with our feelings, I think. 
Well, on that note, Karen, another great episode and we'll um, see each other again for episode five. Yeah. Thanks, Rob. And thanks everybody out there. Keep on writing. <laughs> <laughs>